بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمد ونصلي على رسول الكريم ما بعد عن النواس بن سمعان رضي الله تعالى عنه قال سألت رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم عن البر والإثم فقال البر حسن الخلق والإثم ما حاك في صدرك ما حاك في نفسك وكرهت أن يطلع عليه الناس رواه مسلم this hadith, we began the discussion yesterday, and as I mentioned, this hadith passed in a previous chapter. Because of the importance of the subject matter, we delved into it a little bit again. Nawaz bin Saman radiallahu anhu narrates that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Nawaz bin Saman radiallahu ta'ala anhu says that I asked Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam anil bir about righteousness piety, goodness, and about sin. With regards to righteousness, as I mentioned, bir is a comprehensive term. Righteousness is just a brief translation. Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, al-birru husnul khuluq. He said, righteousness is good akhlaq and character. Obviously, it is this section of the hadith that has prompted Imam Nawi rahimahullah to introduce this hadith in the chapter which deals with good akhlaq and character. Salah, zakat, hajj, any good deed, any act of obedience will fall within the purview of bir or piety or righteousness or goodness. But in this context we will understand it in this sense that Nabi Islam highlighted, highlighted the importance of of husn al-khuluq, of good akhlaq and character by saying the epitome or the essence of righteousness, of piety is good akhlaq. With regards to what is sin, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, sin is ma haka fi nafsik wa karihta an yattali alayhin nas. How do you know something is guna, something we should abstain from, what is the sign of it? Or what is the effect that sinning has upon a believer? Allah's Rasul said, it is something that will create a doubt in your heart. Dislike in your heart, create an aversion within you. And the second sign that something is sinful or that we should abstain from it, وَكَرِهْتَ أَنْ عَلَيْهِمْ nas." you will automatically dislike that people should come to know that you are doing this. Find that sins generally are of two types. From a point of view of people coming to know, there are those sins that can be committed secretly, in the darkness of the night, or only those who are directly implicated and affected by your sin come to know about it. The general public will not come to know. But should they come to know there is an aversion within you that people shouldn't come to know that I'm doing this so that already will tell you this is something that you shouldn't be doing. If it embarrasses you that people come to know that you are doing something then automatically this in itself should act as a deterrent. Allah's Rasulullah said You dislike that people come to know about it that already tells you that this is sin. Ma haka fi nafsik, the first part of what Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, 
that sin creates this something that automatically in your heart there is an aversion for it. It creates a doubt, it creates a worry within you. So doing something that causes this taraddud, that causes this hesitation, that causes this worry within you, that already tells you that this is something that is wrong and I should be abstaining from that. However, ulama ikram mentioned, my respected brothers, that هذا الميدان إنما في حق المؤمن This gradient of establishing what is sin and what is disobedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this is for a mu'min. The nur of iman within him will cause him to have an aversion. The nur of iman within him will cause him to become hesitant. The nur of iman within him will create this haqafi nafsik. Keep warning him that, you know what, I keep doing this, I have to make tawbah, I have to stop, I have to stay away from it. However, if a person perseveres, classical example, shaving of the beard, classical example is where a person has the habit of watching TV or spending late, late hours of the night doing certain types of guna, person is involved in sharab, person is involved in drugs, intoxicants, someone is involved in his business, Allah protect us in riba. Now these are the type of sins that unfortunately, like that there are many more, listening to music, etc. These are the type of sins that are perpetuated. You don't do it once only, doing it every day almost. And this, these type of sins are very, very dangerous because what happens is that gradually you will fall under the category of what we call fasiq, an open sinner or a person who repeatedly sins. Now when that happens, then automatically this taraddud, this caution, this dislike in the heart no longer happens. Then you have entered into an area which is extremely dangerous for the protection of one's iman. So this is something, my respected brothers, we have to be very, very careful about. We find today there are such, some people we see amongst us, the man quietly goes and gets involved in sharab, or quietly is involved in riba, quietly is involved in some guna, some haram act. And yet you'll find the next day, he will go and publicize his wrong. And not just publicize his wrong, he'll go and boast about his wrong. You know, last night I went to the casino, last night I went to a certain place and I saw this, I did this, I did that, he started joking amongst his friends, etc. Once you enter into this, this is now very, very dangerous territory for the protection of one's iman. Because you have entered into the realm of what we call a fasik. What is the sign of a fasik? Nabi Salaam said, Al-ithmu fi nafsik. Your wrong is no more causing a problem in your heart for you. Allah Ta'ala refers to such people in the Qur'an. Allah Ta'ala says, أَفَمَنْ زُوِّنَ لَهُ سُوءُ عَمَلِهِ فَرَآهُ حَسَنًا أَفَمَنْ زُوِّنَ لَهُ سُوءُ عَمَلِهِ فَرَآهُ حَسَنًا Allah Ta'ala says, will you not look at those people? زُوِّنَ لَهُ سُوءُ عَمَلِهِ Their haram acts, what is wrong, 
their haram acts have been beautified for them. فَرَآهُ hasana. So they no longer have a problem with it. They see it as something good. Not just good, they publicize it, they boast about it. They inform Allah Dara concealed it. They are not happy with that. They have to publicize it. They open because no more that katak, no more that hesitation, no more that taraddud is there in the heart. So when we have entered into this, Allah protect us, my respected brothers, we should be extremely cautious, extremely concerned. Make toba, stay away from those acts. As I mentioned, it is those type of gunas, the perpetrating of wit is repetitive is continuous all the time. And Abdullah ibn Amr ibn al-As radiyallahu anhuma qal lam yakun rasulullahi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam fahishan wala mutafahishan wa kana yakul inna min khiyarikum ahsanukum akhlaqa mutafakun alayhi. Abdullah ibn Amr ibn al-As radiyallahu anhu narayth he describes Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. In this hadith, there are two terms that are used and both of them denote what is very, very negative with regards to the character of a person and goes against the grain or the essence of what is akhlaq. Unfortunately, my respected brothers, if we listen to these translation we'll realize that this is something that has become very common amongst us. And we have to be very, very careful. The akhlaq of Islam, when we talk of akhlaq, haya, shame, modesty. Haya, shame, modesty, this is part of iman, it is part of akhlaq. And Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam his sublime, noble, beautiful akhlaq and character and his conduct, he was stayed very, very far away from anything that had to do with shame or to do with immodesty or with obscenity. Today Allah forgive us in our speech, we litter our speech with profanities. We litter our speech with obscenities, vulgar words, swear words, laughing and joking about shamelessness, etc. These are some things, these are things that goes against the grain of akhlaq, goes against the grain of the way we should speak. In our homes today, in front of our children, today you find little, little children, innocent, masoom children picking up swear words, picking up obscenities, picking up profanities in their speech. Where are they picking it up from? They're picking it up from their parents because this has become part of the mahol and environment of the home. This goes against the grain of akhlaq. A mu'min, especially a mu'min household, there has to be haya, there has to be shame, there has to be modesty. And there has to be, we have to be very, very careful of the way we speak. So coming back to this hadith, Abdullah bin Amr bin As radiallahu ta'ala narrates, he says, Lam yakud Rasulullah, Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was not vulgar nor was he obscene. Lam yakun fahishan wala mutafahisha. Now what is fahish? Ulama explained, they say, ma yishtaddu qabhuhu 
min al wal af'al. They said any action, any action or speech, any action or speech which is disliked, which is vulgar, which is obscene, this is part of what is fuhush. In other words, shameless acts or shameless utterances. Fahish. And then you find the Arabic language there is a nuance where something is taken to the next level. How it is taken to the next level? Example, fahish and then mutafahish. Lam yakun fahishan wala mutafahisha. So what this means, Nabi Islam was not vulgar either in his speech or in his actions. Nor was he obscene. Obscene, these are English. In other words, as close as possible we are translating. But what the actual meaning is, you find some people, they reach a level where they go out of their way to be shameless. Either in their dressing or the way they talk. Especially, I'm reiterating this, where the speech is littered with swear words. Or the speech is littered with profanities. Or the speech is littered with shamelessness. Unfortunately, my respected brothers, this is something that has become very common to the point where the aversion is not even there in our hearts. We have to be very, very careful about this. Run out of time, inshallah.